Shareable is part of C-Suite Radio. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this either is or will become your favorite podcast. This is Shareable, the podcast so good, you got to tell someone about it. I'm your host, Jeff Gibbard. In every episode, I talk with someone about the impact that people and technology have had on their career and their lives. So, let's get to it. Today's guest is John Steyert. John is currently... God, I don't even remember his title over at Pet360, but he's kind of a big deal. He is heading up a number of different content initiatives. He's managed a number of their different social channels, and he's been an all-around rock star performer there. But he came from humble beginnings, and I say that uh, half-joking. John was actually the first employee of True Voice Media, my agency. And I've always been proud to watch John's growth over these years because he is humble, he's hardworking, and he's a lot smarter than he thinks he is. He's well-respected in the industry, and actually... If you like this podcast, maybe drop John a line and say thank you because he's the reason that I started podcasting in the first place. You see, he started a podcast called Social Echoes while he was at True Voice Media, and it was amazing. He would get incredible guests, and how did he do it? He would just ask them, and it was a pretty eye-opening experience to me. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Shareable as much as I enjoyed recording it, and uh, if you did, make sure to share it because it's in the show title, Shareable. Today on Shareable, the student becomes the master. Today I have John Steyert on the other side with me, but I don't think just saying your name does it justice, so let's start over. Who are you and what do you do? My name is John Steyert and I do all sorts of things. Um, I'm the social, I guess, no, I have a different job now. <laughs> I'm the senior manager of e-commerce content for Pet360. I'm a hockey player. I'm a husband, a proud dog owner, and uh, I love to laugh at comedy things. <laughs> John, that was that's great. Sounded, I, sounded, I love how you called yourself so dumb. Uh, it was fantastic. You called yourself a husband and a proud dog owner. <laughs> Not a proud husband and a dog owner, but but a husband and a proud dog owner. I picked up on that, and I promise I won't out you on it. Other than right now, like I just did. Um, <laughs> it was good. It was good. I like that. You know, we've done our podcast in the past before you and I, and, and obviously sat down together and talked many a times. And uh, this might have been my favorite intro of yours. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, let's be real. The other few have been just sort of like very buttoned up. Yeah. I, you know, um, you know that the whole who are you and what do you do for, for probably both of us immediately calls one person to mind and that's uh, Mitch Joel and the way he opens his. And uh, I know both you and I listen to that show pretty, uh, pretty consistently. And some of his guests that he has on regularly will answer that question in a variety of different ways each time. So I look forward to our next conversation as well to hear what, what you come up with next. Actually, Jeff, that's why I'm here. I'm here on behalf of Mr. Joel to actually give you a violation of copyright law in the podcasting world. Yeah. Now I'll never get him on my show. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, John, uh, now that you're here, uh, this is my domain, so now you have to answer all of my questions. Honestly, consider yourself under oath. Let's start with the technology questions. John, are you an early adopter or a late adopter? 
I think I'd put myself somewhere in the middle. Um, I, I'm not as early as you are, certainly, but I'm not as late as a lot of people. Uh, I, like most things in my life, sort of wait them out and see if it's going to be something that I'm going to use personally or professionally. And uh, if it's actually worth all the buzz or if it's just going to be another another peach. Okay. Yeah, that's a good good social media reference there. Good social media reference. Okay, so on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you put yourself in technology usage? With 10 being completely fluent in technology, practically cyborg, and 10 being, uh, what? <laughs> Wait, so you said, you said 10 is the top, right? Yeah, 10 is like a cyborg, and 1 is, um, what? I, I, I put myself at a 7. There's still so many things I obviously don't know about. The things that you and I have conversations about, um, we're, most of the time, we're pretty much on the same page. And then we get down to nitty gritty things. And it's like, okay, I need you to explain that three more times. And then it's sort of like the Michael Scott thing. Explain it to me like I'm six. <laughs> well, you know what? I still think that that, uh, as, as good as it is in comedy, I also think that it's great in strategy that um, you know you have to be able to explain things to people as if they are six. And uh, that still tends to be my approach to try and explain things. So generally, whenever you ask me to clarify something uh, and, and say it like that, it usually makes me, um, you know, rethink how I'm presenting it. And it makes me a better person. So thank you, John. You're welcome. Yeah, it forces a, it forces everybody to reevaluate how well we actually know what we're talking about. Yeah, I think it was Einstein who said, if you don't understand something, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. That's a paraphrase, not a quote. I'm not quoting Einstein. Yeah, exactly. But you get what I'm saying. So yep. um, next, uh, next thing I want to know, and I don't know if I've ever asked you this, or I don't, I, you know, I, for those that are listening, um, John and I know each other extremely well. We've known each other now for what, like five or six years. Um, and, and just in terms of our knowledge of each other professionally, I mean, we're kind of inexorably linked um, and, and speak very regularly. But interestingly enough, uh, there's a lot of questions I'm going to ask you today that I honestly don't know the answer to. So it, it's going to be kind of a fun discovery experiment for me. Um, so, so this question being, um, what do you think your tendency is when you go online relative to content? Are you more likely to create, curate, comment, or just spectate? You can only pick one. Oh, okay. Um, if it's just, if it's just one, it's... It's your tendency. Be, it's the one that you like the most. The thing that like, you're like, oh, you know, that that's the one that I like doing the most. Curation. Because I think that I do, obviously we do all of it, but I mean, everybody spectates a ton. And truly, I think the only way to curate is to spectate. Um, but I, I think I really do enjoy uh, finding different things and sharing them with people that I think it's going to really resonate with. Um, whether it's directly in a Facebook message or an email, um, just posting it to Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Uh, I really do like finding different nuggets. Cool. Nuggets. So final <laughs> one before we dive deep into the mind of John Steyer. Are, are you an iPhone user or an Android user? I think you're an iPhone user, right? You're an iPhone. You I am an iPhone user. Yes, used to be uh, Android. Why did you change? 
Is it because would... you wanted to have the blue bubble with me? <laughs> no. Although that's what everybody that's how everybody now knows whether or not you're an iPhone user or not. Yeah. It's like as soon as it switches over, it's like, oh, you got an iPhone now? That's cool. Now I don't have to worry about whether or not my messages went through. Yep. <laughs> um, except you do, because it has nothing to do with that directly. But yeah. um why did I switch? I just was curious about it. I was a bit frustrated with some of the different stuff that Android was doing. Uh, I had a Samsung Galaxy S3 was the last Android that I had. Um, so my wife and I are due for phone, or at least we are eligible for phone upgrades in September. So uh, depending on if Robert Scoble was right, uh, probably we'll get the iPhone that comes out in the, around that time. Um, but if not, I'm sure there's going to be something really cool on the Android side that comes out at just, that point too. Just curious because I have not heard it. Uh, what did Robert Scoble say? It's not even just what he's, what he say. It's what he say is all the time. Um, <laughs> basically Scoble has been talking about how Apple has been very quietly going after the, the augmented reality market in a major way and very quietly. And it hasn't been until the last couple of weeks that, you know, the quote unquote mainstream tech media has picked up on it. And uh, he's been so bullish on it, even though a lot of people are saying Apple's fallen off and they don't, they're not innovating the same way that they had been, which, you know, it's true, but uh, maybe it's because they have been going after something that's completely different in a way that is going to be really impactful for 2018. Um, and, you know, I, I look, I, I don't know the first thing truly about how to design a phone, of course. Um, but uh, we all we all know any of us that keep in touch with this side of the world um, in marketing and technology that uh, augmented reality and virtual reality is going to be a big big factor in whatever is the quote unquote next thing. It's interesting because um, and before we go too deep on the tangent of augmented reality and virtual reality, but it's similar to live streaming in that it feels like we've been down this path before and we have because the technologies have been around um, just, you know, in more primitive forms. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if we're there yet, uh, if the infrastructure is there to support it, both in, you know, the ability to create the hardware and also the, the connectivity to make it happen. But it's interesting that, that, that kind of keeps coming up. But, yeah. It's uh, like you, like you said, like the concepts are, we're not lacking in concepts. We're not lacking in um, usages for it. What is what needs to happen is uh, the accessibility through all the hardware um, and the the access to like low cost points for a consumer because that's the only way in which the behavior is going to be able to get anywhere close to any of that stuff. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's dive deep into your life particularly because I want to know a little bit more about it. You know, I it's interesting because I know enough about you to be extremely curious about how you're going to answer my questions. Um, so I want to talk to you first about technology and the impact it's had on your life. And, and as you know, um, this show really is all about how technology impacts our lives and our careers and how people impact our careers and our lives and, and maybe how we as a factor of those two different forces impact others. So I want to, I want to know a little bit more from you about how you see the role that technology has played in your life thus far. Because I know 
just based on the way that your career has played out, you know, from from high school to now and, and knowing a lot of your early career, the technology really has played a, a huge part in it. So I'm curious how you would describe the impact of that technology and what technologies maybe have played a prominent role in shifting the course of where where you might be now otherwise. Hmm. Where to start? Um, At the beginning, of course. <laughs> but which beginning? No. Um, uh, yeah. So when I was in high school, I wanted to be a lot of different things. But the two things I've thought of uh, most were being a film major or being a graphic designer. Um, because I didn't do a ton with like my own camera or anything, I, I thought that graphic design was better for me. So I started out as a communications major and bounced around to a couple different schools, ended up at Kutztown University in Pennsylvania. And I thought, okay, this is going to be the place for me. And it, it didn't work out for a bunch of different reasons, but the entire time I was there, like I, I was, I could really care less about the actual learning of the illustrations. And even though I really love to draw, I could care less about the drawing and painting. I wanted to get on the machines and figure out ways to bring to life the different things I saw in my head um, into into reality. So, um, like I said, unfortunately, that didn't work out for a bunch of different reasons. But um, I started to just you know just work, and I don't mean like I just decided one day I was going to do my own um, thing. I was working at a deli. And I worked odd jobs whenever I could make a buck at like, you know, 19, 20, 21 years old. And um, whenever you had a break, I would just grab my, my phone and try and look up stuff online. And I began to fall in different pockets of people, uh, introduced to different people through um, work relationships. And a lot of the people that I was meeting were into social media. So um, I got to meet uh, you and Harrison Kratz, Kyle Hardy, Richie DiMatteo through Twitter. And, um, I was basically able to take myself out of the deli and put myself into a marketing internship through all the stuff that I had learned through pretty much just like reading, um, in my, in my free time and different breaks. And, uh, uh, that's pretty much how everything got started. Um, and then, I was able to go from different internships into uh, uh, the, the part-time job with True Voice Media, and then that evolved into a bigger thing. And I took that experience and uh, brought that into the company I work for today, Pet360. And I went from social media specialist to social media manager to now I'm the senior manager of e-commerce content development. Um, you know, without technology, I would not have the things that I have. Uh, I was able to buy a house. My wife and I, my, my, my portion of me being able to buy a house was because of the stuff that I've been able to do through technology. And uh, it's pretty fascinating to think that um, I was able to do all of that because of the work other people have done and that what that's enabled me to do. So take me back to the uh, to that early part, though. So you're getting introduced to all these social networks, and there was something that drew you to it. 
and and I know that early on in your as far as I know in your career you were very interested in it for some sort of a reason so it sounds like you kind of came across your opportunities by way of being involved in these things but what was it about the technology that kind of drew you in did you have any sort of idea that this might be a strong vocation for you in your life or that, you know, you saw some sort of uh, purpose-driven reason to get involved in it or um, you just like tinkering with it and and found it as a neat way to meet people. I mean, like, what was it that kind of got you into it in the first place? Because you did a pretty big shift. If you if you kind of run that story back you just talked about, you yeah. basically went from like Delhi to I could buy a house and I'm a senior content manager. And, and in a relatively short period of time, with the right kind of dedication and work ethic, but something early on sparked for you and you saw there was an opportunity. What was that thing? If you can think back to it, that you saw that was like, this is the opportunity I want to capitalize on because you got yeah. drawn to it some, for some reason. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest, the biggest thing is that it was, it, it involved people, you know, it was the ability to go from online to offline, back to online or from offline to online, back to offline. Um, I, it was funny. Like, I think the first real thing I got to see through social media was that, uh, event that I, that Richie DiMatteo, uh, took me to. And that's where I met, like I said, Harrison and, and Kyle Hardy. Um, it was something that Richie had seen on Twitter. We went and we met, we, we made a real impact on people who had been affected by the Japanese tsunami by just raising money. And, uh, then we were able to continue all these different relationships online. Uh, I also met Cecily Kellogg there too. Um, so that was sort of my aha moment of you, you like all these different things in life. You like, you know, technology and you like, um, people you like, you like the arts, all, all this stuff can kind of wrap together. And it's being presented in this package, what's currently known as social media. And this is something that you might be good at because there's not a whole lot of people that are looking at it from a business perspective. And I still didn't know what that meant. Uh, it really wasn't until I got to you or you got to me uh, that I made any sense. But uh, I thought there was something there that could be viable. Got it. Got it. So – you know, the uh, I want to shift to the people part because you've talked about that. And I think the, the one the reason I was just pausing there is that I think the way that you just phrased that is the first time I've ever heard it phrased in quite that way. But you talked about this technology being something where you could go from offline to, to online to offline or vice versa, online to offline to online. And I think so rarely do we consider that these social technologies we have are not in the silo of they exist online, but they're merely a bridge to the offline world and then back again where the people you meet in real life, there's now tools to facilitate an ongoing connection temporarily You know, in watching maybe their Instagram or Snapchat stories or, or following their posts on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. It's interesting the way that you phrased it and it's uh, it kind of gives me pause because it's, it's a concept I kind of now want to go wrestle with. In, in how to talk about it. But um, I want to talk to you a little bit about the people because you you did mention that and you you are one of those – I think your humility in the way that you go about your day um, and, and the way that you interact with people makes you um, very, very easy to like, number one. 
but I think it also gives you an advantage over the people that may walk in boastfully where you kind of like sneak in under the radar and then you really exceed everybody's expectations. So that's just from my perspective, something I've always seen in you. But I know that people and your ability to work with people and, um, and, and have relationships and, and easily form them has been really powerful for you in your career. And it continues to take you where you want to go. In fact, the, the first podcast that we had at True Voice Media was the one that you started. And I, it's, it's interesting because it, it influences to this day how we run our own podcast because you got an incredible guest lineup. And when I asked you, how did you get these people on the get the, the list? You were just like, well, I just, I just asked, <laughs> I just asked them if they would. And it was like such a mind blowing idea to me that like, that's, that was it. You just, just asked them. So, um, you know, talk to me a little bit about like where, where this comes from, like where, where the, um, the way that you approach this came from, who, who influenced you? Who was the mentor? Who was the guiding light early in your life that caused you to be able to approach relationships in the way that you do and, and gather so much success from it? What was the positive or negative impetus that made that happen? I mean, I have a lot of really great examples in my life of people who are really, number one, easygoing. Um, and number two, work extremely hard to, to be uh, good at what they do and also convey that level of like calmness and, you know, anything that's going to come through, we'll handle it. Um, you know, it's funny, like I, I didn't know that people didn't have, uh, I didn't know that people didn't have their own thing until I was like older. What I mean by that is I grew up around, uh, three, three business owners. My, my dad had his own business for 20 years. My grandfather has now sold it, uh, to his sons, my uncles, but my grandfather on my mom's side had a uh, business for 35 years. And my pop-up, my, my dad's dad, uh, had a business for, um, it was, he's second generation. He, he ran it for, 40, 40 plus years. So I, I got to learn from people who were doing it each and every day that they had to be humble about what they were doing because they didn't know where the next thing was going to come from potentially. And they had to treat people with respect because that was how they wanted to be treated. So, I mean, like that was the easy thing. Um, and I mean, in all that, it comes down to the way my mom and dad treat people, um, getting to see, how they treated their friends, their family, people didn't want to work with, even though they maybe had to, um, you know, I guess that's, that's sort of the, the easy way to, to look at it. Does yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. Because I think, you know, family is obviously one of the, the major influences on us sometimes either, uh, consciously, like we're aware of it. And, and other times, you know, we don't even realize the impact that our family might have on us. It's interesting that, um, you, I don't know if you've caught the entrepreneurial bug at all, but you sometimes operate very entrepreneurially, but in a way that very, um, uh, positively impacts the company that you work for, as opposed to like the entrepreneur, that's just like a ball of chaos inside of an organization, because it, it's interesting that you had so many entrepreneurial forces around you. Um, yet the things that you 
primarily took from that were like respect and uh, humility and, you know, hard work ethic and those sort of things. So that's a really interesting thing to kind of to pluck out of that for you. But I mean, like we, we've had you and I, Jeff, have had this conversation many a time because um, you, you are an entrepreneur. Right? There's no way to say you're, you're not. You've had your own business now for a good, good while. It's it's growing. Uh, Pet360 is now a client of yours. Um, yeah, we probably should have just closed that in the beginning. My bad, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, so Pet360, yeah, <laughs> full disclosure, Pet360 is a client right now. But uh, John and I go back a long way. John used to work for my company there. Now that's out of the way. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I have the same level of, you know, chutzpah that you did when you first began uh, or my father when he began his business. Uh, by buying a building from a retiring screen printer, uh, or my grandfather bought his business, or where my my papa took his business from um, his father, and then even my my father-in-law has successfully sold a business that he and a partner started. It's 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 crazy. Um, the amount of respect I have for people that have taken that risk is very high. I don't know if I. At this present, I mean, especially at this moment in time, I don't think I have that level of confidence to be able to do that right now. Maybe in the future that changes, but for the time being, um, if you look at one of the one of the conversations I had on Social Echoes uh, was with Harrison Kratz. We talked about being an entrepreneur inside of an organization, and we used the term uh, an intrapreneur. There's ways in which you can navigate through a company by being good at what you do and being knowledgeable about how you can actually impact stuff by, you know, not, not going against the grain and being a problem child, but being somebody who can actually get stuff done by working with people, making sure that you have all your things buttoned up, assuring people that, look, this is, might not be the way to go, but this is better than the way in which we would have gone. Um, that's sort of what I'm, I've been lucky enough to do that especially with the current role. Yeah. And I just watching from the outside, I think you've done that particularly effectively. Your career has definitely been, I mean, interesting to one, be a part of, but two, just to also watch a little bit from the outside. And, you know, what's nice just from, from the uh, way that our relationship started was, you know, it's very, uh, it's a very proud moment to like, you know, series of moments to like watch you grow. But uh, I, I want to ask you a question about something that uh, I'm curious to know. You've come a really long way from that kid that worked in the deli and you know found opportunities on Twitter to now you're you're really running um, you know a number of initiatives and you're taken very seriously um, and and you have a lot of very intelligent things to say and and people in the industry respect what you have to say uh, probably more than you give yourself credit for. And what I want to know is if you look back upon your journey from that from that guy in the deli looking for whatever odd jobs to where you are now, what's the big lesson you wish you had known earlier that you think could have accelerated where you are now potentially quicker? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I, I, I do it enough. I don't, I don't do it enough right now, but uh, I would have I told myself to to read more to ask 
questions of the people that are already doing it more as opposed to maybe looking for the more traditional route. Um, I, I try to think of it. So I'm, I'm the oldest of five. Um, going back to the family thing, uh, I'm the oldest of five and two of my siblings are either marketing or business majors. So it's kind of like watching myself go through the process all over again, a little bit. They're going to the more way, more traditional route. Um, and I always stress to them that you have to look at what is actually going on in the real world versus what is being told to you through your professors and your, and your books, because I ask them things about, well, are you guys taking X, Y, and Z? Do you know how to do A, B, and C? And they're like, well, no, I don't even know what that is. And I say, okay, that's the sort of thing that a business is actually going to want you to do. And more importantly, that's what's going to get you hired and promoted. Um, so I would, I would, I would try to stress to my younger self as I do to my siblings, um, look for the, look for the things that are, look for the thing that the person who's most successful is doing and who is hanging out with those people, um, what they're professing, uh, you know, source that, make sure you're actually following what they're doing, um, from the, from the, from the, from the books that they're, I guess, going off of and the stuff that they're doing. Um, I, I think that's probably the advice I'd give 19 year old me. Okay. So assuming that the people that are listening to this show are a varied, uh, group of exceptionally good looking and intelligent individuals who probably have almost all of it figured out, but listen to the show to get a few additional jewels of wisdom. What's the thing that you think they should, as soon as they're done listening to this episode, go out and do today to make their life or their career better? Definitely go buy a book. Um, that sounds really, really lame. It doesn't I mean, actually. I don't, I don't really know. Strange, no, here's the no, thing. John, no, no, here, here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing, Jeff. It's, it's such, it's such a difficult question because I don't, you, you're assuming the people that are listening to this are, are business professionals, people that are trying to improve their lives in a, in a, in a way in which, um, you know, technology can improve their lives. Uh, I, I would say to, to check out the books written by Robert Scoble and Shell is Real. Um, the fourth transformation and, um, uh, God, I can't even remember what the, 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 the contextual revolution. I think that was the other one. Um, it's those, those things are really great eye openers. You might, things you, you might even know already, but it, it kind of gives you an idea of, am I on the right track? If I, if this, if this is the sort of thing that I want to do, these are the conversations and this is the information that people are already playing with. This is the level that is, you know, quote unquote here, here's where you have to start. Um, but at the same time, like there's so many books, there's so many great authors and speakers and thinkers that it's hard to, to say, this is the one thing, you know, I saw yesterday the, the hashtag was, uh, for social media marketing world, 2017 was trending and it's, the same dumb stuff that we see every year, every day was being, uh, was being paraded around as it was some, you know, magic elixir that was going to make you the best social media or the content marketer professional that you need to be, you know, someone, 
said that the best thing they're going to take away from the social media marketing world, and it's got like a ton of stars and or not stars, hearts and retweets on Twitter, was that Guy Kawasaki said, post good shit. I don't know about you, Jeff, but uh, I, my mind was blown at that point. I had never heard that before. Wow. Post good shit. Whew. So when it's, it's, it's difficult to think of, you know, what's the best piece of advice to give to somebody? Um, it, read a book, be cautious about who you're actually listening to. Um, and make sure that you have multiple good sources. Sort so of like being I, a journalist for yourself. I don't think any of that's bad advice, John. And I don't think any. And and I don't know what it, you're you're being so critical of yourself in that question for. And 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 I get that. Like, have you met me? I know, but I'm just saying. Like, there's no obviously there's no one thing. But the the purpose is that every person that comes on this show brings a set of experiences and brings an expertise and and has something that I think is of value to the people listening. And I think that's obviously why people keep listening to the show. Thank you to all of you loyal listeners. But my, my, my point is that I think one buy a book is a great piece of advice. In fact, in episode three, Marty Wolf said his big piece of advice was buy a book. I think we even called the episode, go buy a book. So I think that's excellent. But, but here's what I want to kind of unpack and talk to you a little bit, which I think is actually the, the interesting jewel that's in here is you know, the book that you recommended is you were suggesting essentially learn about the world around you, but more yeah. importantly, where the world is going so right. that you can be ready for it. And I think this is interesting because you and I have so many conversations about what social could have been or what social might become or any of the, you know, is social business ever going to actually become a real thing? And then to kind of uh, to, to map that on also to the the trending hashtag about social media marketing world and post good shit and all that, it's like you could read a book like this. You could think about what's going to happen in the future and context and AI and virtual reality and machine learning and all these things. And at the end of the day, still the majority of people that we tend to talk to in this industry are still operating at a very baseline level of what these technologies and tools are. So I guess the question is, in your opinion, how how quickly are things actually moving and is all of that additional education and learning and being ready for it just readying you for a future that's further off than than we might expect or want it to be? Yeah, it could be. It could be a lot further than we think. Um, but there's like it's like breadcrumbs. There's there's little things that come out that you that will lead you down the trail of where people are eating or where people are going to have the biggest you know. Um, feast party, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the sort of place that you want to direct yourself. I think, um, always looking out on the horizon, um, to see what's going on. Like you have the, the, one of the cool things that was talked about a lot. Of, I did go to social media marketing world the last two years. I didn't, I'm not, I'm not there this year, obviously, but, uh, Facebook messenger bots, where it was one of the biggest hot topics that was being touted as like, oh, everyone needs to go to this panel. And I went and it was pretty much just a guy from Facebook talking about how, how cool it was and like different marketing opportunities. And I was like, I don't really care about that. You have to show me why this is something that people are going to care about and why this makes people's lives better. Is it going to change a behavior? Is it going to alter a behavior? Will this create a new behavior? Um, and none of that was talked about. And, um, 
you know, if there's another smart person that anybody should go and listen to and uh, pay attention to, it's Christopher S. Penn. And he uh, has talked about the bots before, and he knows how it all goes because he's ridiculously intelligent. But he also is aware of what the modern, what, a, what, a, what an average person uh, is going to do. And he's just sort of the other day was like, yeah, it's just not there yet. So moving on. And so we can prepare all we want for different stuff. But um, eventually we have to just look at what is going on around us to see, is this going to be something that, you know, your best friend who's not in this industry is going to adapt to in the next five months? Are they going to do it in the next 18 months? If the answer is no, or it's just going to take you by complete surprise, then, okay, you can forgive yourself for not, quote unquote, pay attention to that or not doing something about that sort of gap in your uh, learnings, your professional learnings. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so to use, you're a hockey guy, so I'm going to use an altered hockey quote that was actually brought up in a previous episode by Travis Wright, but the Gretzky quote, I don't skate to where the puck is. I skate to where the puck is going to be. I think that the altered quote would be, I skate to where the puck is going to be, but I first make sure at least I'm playing hockey. Michael Scott. Michael Scott. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think that's a good point to shift to the rapid fire questions. Are you ready for them? Ready. All right. What are the apps that are in your dock? Apps that are in my dock. Yep, so your at phone. the bottom. So I have my phone. I have Messenger. I have messaging, which is texting, Messenger, FaceTime, which is, shouldn't even be there, Slack and Snapchat. So it's a folder. Yeah. Okay. And then I have the social folder, and then I have the Google app. Ah, that's interesting. You're the first person I think that has had folders in their dock. You wouldn't believe how many people actually just have the default app. It's amazing. And a lot of these people are very technologically savvy. It's just strange. I'm going to say, I'm going to say I stole it from Robert Scoble. I saw a picture of his phone one time and I was like, that is very smart. Huh. Interesting. I may have to change mine, but I probably won't. Um, what's the one application, mobile, desktop, or web that you just can't live without because it's just so damn useful? Um, Messenger. Like Facebook Messenger? Yeah, like Facebook Messenger. Does it hurt to say that at all? Uh, you know, it does and it doesn't because it is Facebook and yet it's not. Um, uh, for those of you listening, Jeff and I have always uh, laughed back and forth about how much we hate Facebook and yet all of the time we are talking on, guess what, Facebook. Yeah. Um, well, in, in a similar vein then, I guess, um, I actually just received word from, um, president Donald J. Trump that tomorrow all social media sites are going to be deleted and that I have the sole discretion to appoint someone to select one to live on forever. What is the social site, John, that you would let live on forever in this unlikely scenario? I think... I think uh, Mr. Trump would also be thrilled with my answer, and that would be Twitter. <laughs> I knew that was, so that's why I made Trump <laughs> a part of this. Um, well, you mentioned a book a little bit earlier, but I want to, uh, and we'll put those in the show notes as well, the books that you had recommended. But also, uh, this next question being, if there is one book that every business person should read, what is it? Utility by Jay Bear. Damn good answer. It's a great book, and it's a short read fast yeah. read. It's, John, it's, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. So what were you going to say? <laughs> no, I keep forgetting this is rapid fire. I'm, it is. I'm it's rapid fire. Show. Be ready. Um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? 
um, uh, it would be invisibility. That's an interesting one. I didn't expect that out of you. I didn't either. Hmm. Well then, on that <laughs> note, this is the portion of the show where I say, John, Thank you for setting aside the time to speak with me. I know that you're a busy dude. I know that you're at work and you're probably hiding in some conference room so that you could spend this time with me. But I want to give you a chance right now to promote anything that you're working on or let people know where they can go and find you, connect with you, anything that you want to talk about or promote right now. This is totally your portion to shamelessly plug anything that you want. Jeff, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, you're doing really cool stuff with Shareable, uh, and I'm very excited for you as a friend. Um, as we said, True Voice Media is working with Pep360, so I want to one more time just say I, as an individual, uh, am not getting any money for being on the show uh, and vice versa. So this is strictly just uh, two friends being together. But anyway, uh, as far as promo stuff, Pep360.com is doing uh, some really cool video things. Um, uh, if you want to check those out, they'll be coming out hopefully within the next couple weeks. Uh, it's youtube.com slash pep360tv. That's where you can find all the different things, especially if your dogs and cats need specific medications or specialized foods. You can get them for less on Pep360 Pharmacy. So uh, it's pep360.com slash shop slash pharmacy. That's what I will throw out there. All right, cool. And where can people go and connect with you best? So you can try to spell my last name. Uh, it's Steiert, S-T-E-I-E-R-T. I have a way to remember it. I, if, yes, go right ahead. It's the best way to remember how to spell your last name. It's it's uh, in the rhyme of Old MacDonald. So it's S-T-E-I-E-R-T. That's how I remember it. Just throw J-W in front of it. J-W Steiert pretty much everywhere uh, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and that's also my Snapchat handle. Damn right. Well, John, I thank you as always for setting aside time and talking to me. I love you, brother. It's uh, it's great to have you on Shareable. It was great to have you on the True Voice Media podcast. And I'm going to keep bringing you back and talking to you because I just love talking to you, man. You're, you're my boy. So um, for all of you out there that were listening, uh, we appreciate your time, your attention, and for all the love that you give us on iTunes with your reviews and all of the favoriting and stuff that you do on Overcast that's pushing us into the leaderboard on business and most recommended. We sincerely appreciate you, love you, and uh, and hope you'll keep listening. So come back to the next episode. Uh, but this one, if I do say so myself, was really quite shareable. Indeed. That was so much fun. I can't even believe the guests that we get. I mean, can you believe the guests that we get? I can, actually. I schedule them. Awesome. Well done. Well, this episode for me was an absolute blast, and I hope everyone listening really enjoyed it. But now that we're in this fun little outro, what should people do next? Hmm. I think they should check us out on iTunes. Definitely go check us out on iTunes. And when you get there, subscribe, drop us a review, and then what's that one last thing we want them to do? Share the episode. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's in the name. So please share this episode, tell everyone you know, and we'll see you on the next episode of Shareable. Bye.